Hello, this is Boom Goddess Radio. I'm here in studio this morning. This is Jennifer Davis-Page with my partners, B.B. Peters and Dr. Andrea Gould-Marks. Our guest today is is an amazing chef, and she is going to talk about her business. She's going to talk about her recipes. And I'm sorry that you're not here with us because she has brought us some delightful appetizers and they're looking fabulous and they're smelling good. I can't wait to jump in. Welcome, welcome to you, uh, Sybil Parsa. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. I love everything you do, everything you explain to me about your, radio, your podcast. And I'm so looking forward to this show. We're gonna, we have a few questions for you. And my first question to you is um, your background. Tell our listeners how you got started in this. Well, you know, I grew up in Peru, my, in Lima. And um, as a Latin, you show love with food. Where if they don't feed you enough, they don't love you. And uh, I, once I graduated high school, I told my dad, okay, I'm gonna be an attorney like you. And think back then, he said, are you out of your mind? What are your friends going to say that I cannot support you? (laughs) No, no. You go to culinary school, and you can be a good wife. So I went to Cordon Bleu. In London? In London, yeah. My French was good, but English was my primary because I studied in an American school. So got back. Three months later, I was married. My father was like, hooray, hooray, I did the right thing. <laughs> well, a year later, I was divorced with a kid. <laughs> oh. And were you still living in Peru? Yeah, I was still time. living in Peru. So anyway, I immediately start, uh, My Then my dad comes and says, well, get a job. And I said, what are your friends going to say? And he says, times have changed. You can work now. <laughs> so anyway, there went my uh, low career. But anyway, um, I started giving cooking classes there. And it was very sweet because I was a 20-year-old, and my students were 50, 60, and they would say, how do you do this, and why do you do that? So it was, it was heartwarming. And um, when I moved to Tucson, that was 25 years ago, my first job was at Pima College teaching cooking classes. And then... Um, Somebody said, no, you know, you should do something else. So after that, I met my husband. I helped him out in a business he had. And then he was getting uh, ready to retire. And I was like, well, I better start doing something. So it happens, like, if you plan it, it can't get any better. So this friend, this lady calls me out of the blues and says, I have a... um, nine months baby and I'm getting ready to give another uh, birth to another one do you cook for people and I said what do you mean and she said well I'm not going to have much time for cooking so then I said sure I do and um, I started uh, with her and then other friends and suddenly my business bloomed I um, I'm I have this business where we cook for people Uh, we have a website that is at civilskitchen.com, and there we pu- we ch- uh, publish a different menu every week. 
And what we, our customers, our friends, they go there, they pick what they want, and they place an order through our website, or they can call me, and they do, and then I explain if they have any questions, and I take their orders. Now, um, the beauty of this is the following, that all this time, we have been members of Canyon Ranch here. So everything I learned how to cook at Cordon Bleu, I learned at Canyon Ranch how to make it healthy, how to uh, substitute ingredients. So you don't have to sacrifice flavor. You don't have to sacrifice, well, obviously calories, you cut them down like amazing. I mean, you can use prunes, a prune puree to, to, uh, as, instead of sugar or a low-fat cream cheese instead of butter. So there's a lot that I learned. And then I think that's the key to what we're doing now because um, people can order, and th but for us, the most important thing is their nutrition. We give them many, uh, as many vegetables as you can think of. And we try to cook plain. And also, we, it depends on the customer. Like, we can make six different things out of one recipe. Like, somebody calls and says, oh, but I want that, but gluten-free. I say, no problem. It's done gluten-free. So her part is gluten-free. Another customer says, I have heart problems. I cannot take salt. No problem. So we customize. We can do that. And um, customers that had lots of health issues are doing awesome. The One of our customers said, you know what? What are you doing? She went to her nutritionist. What are you doing? In six months, you've lost 25 pounds, and all your levels are perfect. And then she said, oh, it's this girl, Sybil. <laughs> You're That's an idea wonderful. whose time has come. We live in a culture where hardly any of us have the same amount of time to be able to nourish ourselves, like like perhaps they nourished themselves in the olden days. And we also have such increased awareness and such increased consciousness about health. It's broadcast everywhere. Every conversation that our friends have is inclusive of what are you eating? What are you making? How do you make it gluten-free? So you are the best idea come alive. And here in Tucson, yeah, I think it's a way of, you know what, sharing love with people and keeping everybody healthy. And uh, they really appreciate it. They say, like, if I am taking a vacation, they say, what are we going to do without you? Or they call me <laughs> a miracle worker or a saver. But I don't, I just take it as cute and I really appreciate their business. And, you know, it's not, only, it's all, all, all ages. Some people are uh, young professionals. They both work. They don't want to come home and cook. And you know what you do? You eat cornflakes with milk for dinner, and that's not <laughs> healthy. Or there is uh, people, I have older customers that they are tired of cooking. They don't want to <coughs> cook anymore. And they just go to the, uh, buy food that is prepared. But you know why it's so tasty? Because it's got a lot of salt. That's bad for you. Uh, yes. we, we go easy in, in the, with the salt, and we use uh, Himalayan salt because, you know, you hear all this about the oceans <coughs> that are polluted. Right. And, well, guess what? Himalayan, it, it's not polluted. It, it's fresh from the mountains. It hasn't got there yet. So that or else we have customers that um, are in the hospital and they are coming out. They want a very healthy diet. We customize our food for them too. So, or 
something else that we do, like you have a friend that just came out of the hospital, you want to do something nice for her, you call me and then you can order some meals for her and I take, take them over. Where do you get your um, vegetables from? Where do you get your greens from? You know, what is the, um, what's the source of your delicious and nutritious ingredients? Well, I, um, we get part of it at the restaurant supply store. and We get the highest quality. And then um, we, depends, organic stores sometimes. Well, we, we study the, uh, whatever everybody's offering, and we uh, try very hard to get the best ingredients, mostly organic. And it tastes better. And you know, before, we used to have to cook vegetables forever and ever. Right. But And, and then the, all the flavor was in the water that you threw away. Right, right. Here, we cook them just right. We have a customer that says, Sybil, you have your way with shrimp. I don't know what you do to them, but they are so amazing. Well, that's part of me growing up by the ocean in Lima. I mean, seafood was our number one. And then when I got married to uh, my husband that is from Iran, I got introduced to per, uh, Middle Eastern or Persian food, and they use so many spices that are so good for us now. Turmeric. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Then um, Advier, uh, saffron. I mean, I am just like an encyclopedia of mix uh, of cultures because also Peruvian food is a mix of um, in. Uh, Chinese, Japanese, our national dish, dish is a stir fry. Oh, and okay. um, because they came to work the railroad. And um, well, it didn't work out for them because they don't have the gene that they can work in altitude. So luckily for us, they left their jobs and they moved to the city and they started, uh, they had little walks on the streets and stir fried the world. <laughs> <laughs> How do you promote your business? How do you promote at Civil's Kitchen? Um, Word to mouth, and okay. also um, I'm an official caterer for U of A, so I, I have to. That also says something, right? Because it has to be very healthy. And um, then our website, people that browse, they find us. And now they can find you on Boom Goddess Radio. That is so good. <laughs> that, is, that is really wonderful. And so uh, <clears throat> how about um, you speak about we. Uh, do you have a team? Yes. Uh, who is the we? Well, the we is my husband. He thought he was retiring uh -huh. and going to do nothing. What did he retire from? We had a, an Italian clothing store, Armani. He had it for 40 years. And it was... Um, across La, La, the Encantada shopping center. And uh, so he is, he helps me. And then we have a team of two other ladies that work with us and we love to cook and it shows. <laughs> now your cooking classes, are they done right in your own kitchen? Yes, we have a very big kitchen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we also do that uh, cooking classes and with the caterings small or big events and also we do team building events some people uh, find us through the website and they do events like we hosted an event for a New York uh, nonprofit and all their members from all throughout the states 
met in my house, and we had a very nice party. Can you ship to people in New York or L.A.? Do you do no, you ship, or are you just uh, it's local. local? Okay. So the way it works, I publish my menu on Mondays, mm-hmm. and then they uh, people go look at it, and then and, uh, hopefully by Thursday they place their order. So today, they, and then um, I deliver. I take all the orders, and then on Monday and Tuesday is when we cook and deliver for the week. And every meal is in a separate box. And because we cook from scratch and with the best ingredients, the food can stay in your fridge for up to seven days. Oh, or you can freeze it and you let me know. I freezer prove it for you. And it's as good as fresh when you take it out. That's absolutely amazing. So if you yeah. know that your week is going to be busy mm-hmm. and you need, let's say, three entrees and maybe two soups, we could call in advance and you'd have that all packaged up the way we need it, whatever yes. needs to be frozen, whatever needs to be fresh, let's say, for the mm-hmm. first one. And then do we pick it up at your kitchen or is there a delivery service as well? I deliver. Yeah, we deliver it ourselves and we explain every box, every meal that you ordered, we explain to you how to, the instructions are there. But we explain to you and we try to make it as simple as possible. Let me give you an example. For instance, you order a a fish, a fish dish like glazed with pomegranates, just to say. So what I do is I'll take the fish, I season it, I will sear it and vacuum seal it. Then on the side, I give you the glaze that we make from scratch. And all you need to do is open that fish, spread it with the glaze, and finish it in your oven for five minutes. That way, when you eat it, it's not reheated. It's like you were doing it all day long, and it tastes very fresh. That's a miracle. It really I think is. it's a and miracle. For, <laughs> and, you know, for, for men and women that have retired and decided that they never want to cook again, this is fabulous. And for brides who don't know how to cook, this is absolutely uh amazing that you can just make that call remember and for we, our busy professionals <laughs> absolutely because when we were when we were young brides we didn't have anything like this so this is this is wonderful thank you uh we're going to take a short break and we're going to dive into a few of the appetizers we'll be right back Welcome back. This is Boom Goddess Radio. This is Andrea Gould-Marks, and I'm here with B.B. Peters and Jennifer Davis-Page, and we are here today with Chef Sybil Parsa, and we've got a platter full of incredible appetizers, and we've got a phone call from Mark in Tucson. Mark? Yeah. Good morning. Thank you for thank you for hearing our show and being interested. Well, this is my first time caller to Boom Goddess, and <laughs> it's been uh, rather fascinating and very informative. Um, and I have just two quick questions I'd like to present to uh, Chef Sybil, and if I may. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Thank you. Go ahead. Okay, uh, Chef Sybil. Um, I am uh, in transition from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota to Tucson, and I would be very interested in a couple of your thoughts. One is, uh, 
Do you um, present in any of your um, foods any uh, artificial additives, uh, flavor enhancers, or preservatives? None whatsoever. We don't. Okay. We want you to be healthy and to live forever in very good health. <laughs> so there are other ingredients that we use to enhance flavor, like garlic. Now, if you're a person that doesn't like garlic, well, I'll use something else, but no flavor enhancers. Excellent. Well, this is, uh, I've gone to your site and it's been very, very informative in this transition. And uh, just a real quick uh, follow-up question. Um, in uh, a person uh, such as myself that have food allergies and uh, um, well dedicated to the vegetarian uh, lifestyle, and um, is there uh, information that you could just present to people like myself of uh, kind of your focus in on um, people that have um, you know food allergies and um, vegetarian is that something that you um, have specialty in uh, be very helpful to me so um, I, I think what I'm understanding is like would I cater or have dishes for people with food allergies or vegetarians exactly. yes we exactly. do we do yes. actually uh, every in our menu we always have uh, we have it divided by sections so one part is salads and starters and many, if and, and I mark everything that is vegetarian plus, I, we put every ingredient that goes into the recipe. So if you have some kind of an allergy, uh, you tell me. Let's say we're making this dish and it's vegetarian, but it says it has peanuts. So when you place your order, you tell me, Sybil, please no peanuts and not only do i not put peanuts in your dish i cook it to totally separate because i don't want your dish to be cooking next to another one that has peanuts so we we are able to do that and then uh, the second section that we have in our menu is vegetarian dishes and we always have three different vegetarian dishes and we try to make them uh, very different from each other with different ingredients, different vegetables, and that way you don't feel like you're eating the same. Because before it used to be like nobody took care of vegetarians. It was like the side dish. You were eating side dishes. Right. But now, no. You or have, stuck with pasta. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's not the case. Actually, it's a phenomenon is happening in our menu that people are ordering more and more of our vegetarian dishes because they love the way we mix ingredients and the taste and um, they just feel like they're eating healthy and they are well thank you so much uh, for uh, answering these questions I'm very excited about uh, your website and opportunities um, to um, partake in your food so uh, it's making my transition so much easier. So oh, thank you're you. you're gonna love this weather, believe me. <laughs> thank you, thank you for calling yeah. in, Mark. We appreciate yes. it. Well, and you know, a shout out to all the goddesses out there. <laughs> thank you, thank, thank you. you. Have a great day. Okay. okay. Bye. Yes. Bye. 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 Thank Bye. you for calling. Bye -bye. You know, and and 
You know, and Mark's um, question led me to another set of questions. Again, you'll recognize as uh, the trend toward gluten-free for so many Mm -hmm. people. Some people need it because of celiac. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned, having anything cooking nearby is contaminating. So I'm assuming that you do similar for gluten-free. But can you say a little bit about what you use for, for instance, gluten-free pasta or gluten-free bread or gluten-free breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. What do you use for that? Well, um, the market right now has a lot of gluten-free products. And uh, for instance, if it's a dish that has breadcrumbs, I I get the gluten-free uh, breadcrumbs, but I also make my own gluten-free bread. Gluten is what, the, what keeps the bread together, gives it body. Now, um, you, we use buck buckwheat which isn't wheat it's just has the last name wheat buckwheat <laughs> but it's a mix of that with rice flour but we are very very careful cuz we have many customers that have serious gluten-free issues and like for instance um sometimes in our menu we have one of the favorites is a um, spinach and ricotta lasagna uh, roll up, so it's very interesting because you take the uh, lasagna, you fill it, and instead of layering it, you just roll it, and then you finish it with the sauces. So I, this customer of mine, he eats gluten free, so he says, "Civil, I want that lasagna," <laughs> and I say, "Okay, don't worry about it. I'll make it for you." So I get the gluten free lasagna noodles, and I do the same for him, totally away from gluten because. It has to be a way. Is gluten, I mean, how, if you're not um, eating gluten-free, is that bad for your health? You or know, is it just people that have certain allergies that need to stay away from it? Yeah, you know what? If you have problems, I mean, it, it can mess up your stomach if you eat gluten. Now, there was a time where I thought, huh, I'm having too many issues. Maybe I should, uh, maybe I'm allergic to gluten. So I had the test and the doctor said, you are not allergic to gluten. You can has, uh, have as much gluten as you want. And then I said, does it really make a difference if I eat it or not? And he said, no, it won't make a difference. It's not going to make you healthier if, okay. if you stop eating it. There's also, though, people don't necessarily have to have a gluten allergy or be like have celiac disease. They can also have thyroid diseases that... Um, don't do well with gluten. So it's not like somebody will have an allergic reaction, but they will have a mild digestive reaction or mild bloating reaction. Exactly. A, a, you know, instead of a, an actual allergy. In, in to, back to the gluten, lots of the products are made from rice and corn. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen anything else that really works well in terms of a pasta or in terms of um, bread? Well, there, there's, you can, like, in many ways, when I'm cooking, not necessarily pasta, but, like, if you are doing any meats or uh, vegetables, like you normally would bread with uh, flour, you can bread them either with cornmeal or you can bread them with cornstarch. And you're totally staying away from flour. And um, in terms of pasta, they make pasta with 
spinach with carrots. You know, a lot that I we do is we spiralize carrots, mm-hmm. uh, zucchinis, mm-hmm. um, you name it, and then just blanch them a little bit in water or just fry them in a little oil and then mix it with your ingredients. And there you have a good dish and... You don't miss the pasta at I'm all. I'm going to have to get one of those. Spi- do you have one of those? I do. I enjoy doing that. Love the spiralizer. And, of course, now one. even some of the supermarkets create already pre-spiralized zucchini potatoes, and, right. zucchini, okay. um, carrots. So I think the culture is really in alignment with what you've discovered as a private chef. And that's such a boon because there are so many people who can't go out to dinner or can't even have a dinner party because they're not able to accommodate all the things that you're able to accommodate with your catering. Yes, uh, we, we, do, we try very hard and we see the results. Let's talk a little bit about this beautiful tray of appetizers that you, you brought to us this, this day. I was uh, waiting us, for you to bring t- that. Yeah, tell us so what you've got there. Okay. Well, the, um, there's this uh, cheese puffs. This is a very simple appetizer that you could put together in a second. And um, it's just little toast and that you broil. But then you make a mix with Parmesan and a little, very little homemade mayo. And uh, chives. I put a little Tabasco. And you just put it under the bro- uh, broiler, and that's what you get. Then the, this one here is um, some pastry. Um, this was some biscuits that I had. I brushed them with pesto, and then I put a little zucchini, a little ball of mozzarella and tomato, and then a little glaze uh, of balsamic uh, infused with figs. And <laughs> then this other one is um, I roasted pork with brandy and thyme. And then you cut little slices, but you can do it with any meat you have, really. And then I put it over um, um, chimichurri sauce, uh, relish. Do you, are you aware of chimichurri? Yes. That's mm-hmm. um, in South America. We always eat that with steak. So it's basically parsley, oregano, red vinegar, lots of garlic and a little bit of oil, salt and pepper, and that you add to your meats. And it's like adding salt here. So anyway, I put that on top of the pork. And then when I was roasting the pork, I roasted some onions and some apples. So that is on top of it. Wow, I'm glad we're going to I wish my, our listeners taste. could smell this room right now. <laughs> it is just amazing. And we thank you so much for uh, for bringing that and treating us to this. Um, I've got a couple of other questions that I wanted to ask you. Um, Tell me, what is your favorite childhood meal? What did you grow up with that just made you happy all the time? Sundays were, Sunday lunches were with the family. My grandmother, my great-grandmother was there, all my siblings, mother and father. And we always had Italian food. Every home in Peru in that time, Sunday was Italian day. You know, they remember I was telling you about all the immigrants that formed Peru? They came to manage all the bank institutions. So we would have either lasagna or we would have noodles with beef ragu or we would have raviolis 
or and always um, a roast, a beef roast. So that's kind of my childhood memory. And then um, once I grew up and uh, going out uh, to the by the beach and having fresh fish and sea and and ceviches. Oh, our ceviches were the best. Oh, I bet. I and bet. do you make ceviches now? I do. Okay. It took me a while to do it here because you're used to the fresh taste of fish. And then here, even though it's fresh, it's not fresh. And I had to, like, forget about how f fresh fish tastes. Now I can make it. But it, it really makes a difference. Or scallops parmesan. Oh, you should try. If you like scallops. Oh, wow. Do I ever. Well, this, I'll give you a very simple Italian recipe. So you put your scallop and then just add a little lemon juice, salt, pepper, um, a, a, just a drop of uh, Tabasco, and cover all the top with Parmesan cheese and a little bit of butter and put it under the broiler. You will not believe how delicious it is. How uh, long under the broiler? Until like one or two minutes, yeah. until you see it brown. They cook very quickly. They yeah, cook you, very don't quickly. Want, you don't want to cook it like it becomes rubberized. You don't want that. You just want the top. Your, your timer will be the top. It has to look golden brown. Mm -hmm. And lemon juice on top. Oh, it's the best. I have another question for you. Two people you're going to have to dinner, okay? Past yes. or present, yes. living or dead. Who yes. would those two people be? And would you cook for them and eat with them? Or would you select a favorite chef of yours to cook for them? Oh, no. It's my opportunity okay. to give them my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Who would I bring? I would love to eat with the Pope. Okay. And... Um, and chat with him and then I would love to have my father with me because there are so many unanswered questions and that would be so special actually I must tell you a funny story when I was getting married my husband is Baha'i and he said Sybil no alcohol in our wedding I said ah no sir the Pope drinks wine in church and if the Pope does we are going to drink in our wedding <laughs> so mother his mother approved it <laughs> okay so now what would you cook for dad and the pope what would what would you present to them what would be dinner i would find out what the pope likes and i would go out of my world to make it even better but um and then for my dad i know he likes peruvian food so i would have to make peruvian food when he visited here before he died um, I made him Persian food because I was so excited about he was going to meet my new food. And he says, I, daughter, what are you feeding me? I send you to French culinary school and you're serving me this? But he's very into his own. He was very much into his own food, as any older parent would be. I can't thank you enough for joining us today at Boom Goddess Radio Studios. I'm sure all of our listeners have gotten so much excellent information uh, about um, your your wonderful food. Why don't you tell our listeners how they can go to your website and how they can um, participate in ordering from you? Yeah, and they can also contact me with any questions they have. Great. So you go to at Sybils, S-Y-B as in boy, I-L as in love, S as in some, 
at Sybil's Kitchen, K-I-T-C-H-E-N dot com. And you will see my website. And there's, uh, or if you want to write me an email, you can send it to Sybil, S-Y-B-I-L, loves food at gmail.com. And if you want to call me, feel free to call me. The number is 520-909-9092. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Sybil. Was it was a pleasure. Thing. It was wonderful. And now we get to test out some of these fabulous appetizers. <laughs> Welcome back. This is BB Peters with Boom Goddess Radio, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Dr. Andrew Gould-Marks and Jennifer Davis-Page, and we have another guest with us, Ms. Amy Peck, our wonderful administrative assistant and creative genius and technology expert as well. We'll be talking a little bit about that. But we wanted just to kind of touch base with our listeners about the most recent discussion that we just had with a personal chef, a woman by the name of Sybil. And she brought an immense amount of experience to our lives and to the table because she um, comes from Peru. And how interesting that... All the experiences that she's gained from her family, from growing up there, she's bringing those tastes and flavors to her culinary expertise right here in the beautiful Tucson, Arizona area. Wasn't that fun talking to her? It was wonderful. And, you know, we've all become such foodies in that, you know, it's it's very exciting to be not creating the usual uh ordinary food that we grew up with, but to have the synthesis of all these different cultures. I mean, even here, we've got the native culture. We've got the Hispanic culture, culture, the Mexican culture, and then all of us emigres from different parts of the country. We all wind up here, and then food becomes a big part of Tucson. We're actually the gastronomical city in 2015. What right? did that actually mean? I know. To be the gastronomical city. I think it had to do with the fact that we are able to grow the greatest variety that, and actually gastronomical city of the world. That's right. Yes, that was right. really amazing. And we were more surprised than anybody. Yes, those of us here in Tucson. You wouldn't think that, that being in the desert, we would be included in that. But that was just amazing. And, you know, I've always wanted to, as, a, as you all know, that sitting at this table with me, all know that I've always loved chefs and wanting to be one. And I was telling um, Chef Sybil that if I could rewind life about... 40 years, I'd love to go to culinary school. And we're saying, Dr. Andrew and I are saying, it is never too late, Miss Jennifer. It is never too late. And if it's not going to Cordon Bleu in London, who knows? Maybe the culinary school will come to you Maybe here. it will come to me. We have a very fine culinary school right here in at, at Pima Community College, from what I understand. 
I'm going to go out there and talk to them. Maybe we'll do some interviews with some of those young men and women, too. I love the idea of you electing to become. You know, so much of our longevity has to do with a sense of purpose. And once we know we're on the right track, it adds years to our life to be able to provide for ourselves the very thing that that we need to kind of keep us juiced and to keep us energized. So I'm kind of looking forward to having you as our own experiment, Jennifer. Well, we'll we will experiment. And you know, I want to tell our listeners that we've been invited to join the Food and beverage podcast network so we will be doing more and more uh, shows related to food and introducing and exposing all of our listeners to fabulous new chefs around uh, around America. We have the ability to now have call-ins, so chefs from all over the country can call in and we can interview them by phone. So that's thrilling to me. So I'm really looking forward to that. Jennifer's life's desire <laughs> is coming to play, and it's being unfold, uh, unfolded right before us. Yeah, and, right? and I really, lo- as a psychologist, what I really love is helping people get on track with their heart's desire, because we know that when we're doing what we love, everything benefits, plus everyone around us benefits, but everything benefits our blood pressure decreases our um certainly our mood increases certainly our relationships with other people is enhanced and especially for instance if the life purpose involves feeding other people the relationships get enhanced multifold right because every i mean i've had the opportunity as i think we all have to experience some of jennifer's cooking I have the, been the recipient of chicken soup and pound cake <laughs> and uh, jambalaya, right? That's right. And you've had my, you've sat and had gumbo at my table. Gumbo, Phoebe. yes, yes, I love the gumbo. But I'm fantastic. far from being a chef. I, I, I was just these recipes are all from my grandmother and my mother's uh, kitchens, and so I think that's where a lot of all of us get some of our favorite foods. That's why one of the questions that I had for uh, Sybil was your child your best childhood memories because you know we always gathered around the kitchen and saw saw your grandmother and your mother cooking what what i really loved and my grandmother was not italian but uh just like sybil was saying sundays was italian food no matter where we were or what we were doing there was of course growing up in new york there were a multitude of italian restaurants and a multitude of friends and relatives that were italian as well not a Sunday went by without meatballs and spaghetti, which at one point was my favorite. And then I grew into veal parmesan, and then I grew into shrimp, shrimp oreganata, mm. and then, of course, every kind of pasta. And I was so lucky that my dad had, as his office manager, a wonderful Italian woman who became my Italian grandmother. So I got to have, you know... Uh, a great influx of Italian food, and still it's actually my favorite. I think it's everybody's favorite. I think, you know, when you start talking to people about uh, the food that they grew up with, 
And even if they didn't grow up with Italian food, Italian food is always on the short list of favorites for everybody. And let's not forget some Polish food, too. As you two are talking, I had a vision of growing up with my mom cooking, you know, back in Poland where I was growing up until about 10 years of age. The holidays like Easter and Christmas were humongous holidays. Christmas is actually over a period of two days. So one of the images that just came to mind was of my mother making fried donuts. Mm. You know, she would create the batter uh, for the donuts, which was fantastic. And she would stuff the donut with strawberry or other kind of jam, and then fry that in hot oil, uh, turn it uh, when half of it was done, and then continue to cooking to a wonderful golden brown, and then put it out there. And the minute it was out, right, it, the aromas just mm. filled the house. And then she sprinkled it with uh, powdered sugar just lightly. And the Polish word for that is ponczki. And they were fantastic. You could eat them warm. You could eat them cold. I think you should make some for us, oh baby. Do you God. think you could do it? They were fantastic. Do you think you could? Oh, oh excuse me. I, yes, of course. I think we challenge challenge. I think so. I think so. Tell me, um, is there a restaurant in town that you or bakery in town that does Polish bake, uh, baked goods at all that well, you know of? Well, there's a restaurant that serves Polish food. I may have been there once, but um, given, you know, my schedule and uh, involvement and so forth, I haven't had a, a lot of time to go there, but they may have it. But it would be something that I want to sense the aromas in the house, mm-hmm. cooking right. it, preparing right. it. Right. So I'm kind of seeing a show of hands here between the dear Amy Peck and Andrea Gould and Jennifer Davis Page, I'm seeing a little adventure in the kitchen with B.B. Peters and doing some wonderful fried donuts. Love I it. think so. I don't know Amen. whether, should we bring cameras into B.B.'s kitchen? Absolutely. You know, so that our Facebook Live people can see B.B. with an apron on and flour on her nose. Would you be willing to lend that apron that you picked up in Paris to I absolutely to for would. that? I absolutely would. Wow, an experience, a cooking experience, right? Love it. Well, you mentioned uh, Facebook Live, Jennifer, right? So um, we were just doing some Facebook Live with um, Sybil, right, Amy? And how was that? We're kind of like expanding that arena now. Absolutely, and that was so much fun. And it was really special because our listeners and now viewers got to at least see, if not taste or smell, some of Sybil's handiwork. And as the uh, happy taste tester, I can tell you that they were all delicious. My favorite was those little garlic crostini things. They were amazing. Um, But yeah, so even if you can't you know, smell or taste what we are here to offer. Our listeners and viewers can now check us in. We'll be going live on Thursday mornings. So our viewers can and listeners can um, write in on Facebook Live 
and ask our guests questions. And I'm really excited about the new interactive possibilities. Of and ask us questions. Media. Absolutely, right? yeah. Ask the guests and ask questions as well. And we're happy to answer those at any time. Now, for those of us that don't, that really don't know how to get on Facebook Live, what, how do you tell our listeners what to do? Give us a, just one, two, three, a, how to get to Facebook Live. So those of uh, you who are already followers on Facebook, and if you don't follow us on Facebook, please do. We're Boom Goddess Radio, and follow us. And when we go live, you'll get a notification that says Boom Goddess Radio is now live. Just click on that notification, and you'll be taken to our live feed. Now on there, there'll be an opportunity to comment, and you would comment there just as you would with any other uh, Facebook post. Facebook post, exactly. You can just send us a like, send us a little wave, or you can post a question um, or comment, and we'll be picking some of those to share online, on, on love, live. I'm sorry, live. Don't you just love this technology? I tell you, you're gonna. I'm sitting here, and you're gonna have to show me how to do that. All right? Absolutely. And right, we have a major cooking experience coming up. Cooking for the heart, cooking for the mind, cooking for the soul. And Dr. Andrea Gould will be leading us through a very deep and engaging and informative process. And we're calling our June 13th event, You Reimagined. And right after this quick break, we're going to give you more details. Welcome back, everyone. This is B.B. Peters with Boom Goddess Radio, and we're sitting down this morning with Dr. Andrea Gould-Marks and Jennifer Davis-Page, and the dear and lovely and very talented Amy Peck is joining us as well. And we're talking about an event, a super exciting event that's coming up that we are creating for you. And it is called You Reimagined. We'll get into the meat of it. Um, but it is on June the 13th from 10 to 3. You can find all the information about this event on our website, boomgoddessradio.com. And the event is going to be a combination of various things, but it's a workshop, actually. And it really uh, is part, uh, it's partially related to nourishment. There will be, it, it will be held at the Urban Grove. And with S Chef Sabrina, who is a masterful chef herself, she'll be preparing our lunch and our refreshments and sharing a wonderful secret recipe with us. But the actual presentation, the actual workshop is very nourishing for us as people in transition. So Dr. Andrea, um, you've done these events back on Long Island in New York, and you've had such huge success with them. Tell us a little bit more about the content of this amazing event. Well, one of the things that I see, certainly as a psychologist and just in my day-to-day -day life, is how everybody is handling 
the transitions in their lives. There's really not one of us who isn't going through some kind of change in our life, whether we're moving in, in terms of relocation, whether we are setting our sights, like Jennifer was saying, like she's having the big wish that um, she would one day be able to go to culinary school. We all carry within us wishes that we'd like to um, that we'd like to achieve. We also are reacting to changes in our lives, changes in relationship, perhaps changes in health status. We started a new segment here called the new normal, where somebody is going through a, a change in their health and well-being and needs to adjust. So we decided that we were going to do this day-long workshop on transition and how we manage to adjust and realign and even reimagine what life could be like, like Jennifer, reimagining life as a full-time chef, as a part-time chef, as a learner of chefery. Chefery, I love that. Mm -hmm. We don't want to ever forget the beauty of the learning process. So that's one of the things that we we will definitely be weaving in. Um, we plan to have multi generational group, and that's important to you. Why is that? It's so important to me. Okay, let me think about that. First of all, there's you know the universal nature of change and transition. Everybody has that same kind of little bit of trepidation, a little bit of anxiety. What's college going to be like? Or what's it going to be like to graduate? So many college graduates don't even begin to think about what is next for them in life until, boom, they've graduated. Boom, you just said the word. <laughs> and boom. That's right. Boom is always present yes. somewhere, right? And um, all of a sudden, young people are confronted with having to craft a path, same way as people who retire, all of a sudden really confronted with what am I actually going to do, as Mary Oliver says, where's my the, like, one wild and precious where, life. And where's the value in my life, right? What is motivating me? What is my passion? What am I pursuing now? What have, what have I always dreamt about wanting to do? So that's going to be a very big theme about turning what our dreams are into the actual creation of the path to achieve the dreams. Now, there's something very special about what's gonna go on on the 13th, and that is that this is not um, the kind of workshop where there's one leader. Although I will be crafting what the day, how the day is going to unfold, every single person who is there is going to be instrumental in helping every other person to clarify where they're at, clarify what they need and also to clarify what the possibilities are so there's a real multiple uh, multi multiplying factor that's going to go on so instead of having one set of ears listening there's going to have there's going to be many sets of ears that are listening to every person's desire every person's dilemma every person's 
idea of where they want to be headed. So it's so, a validating. It's a, it, it sounds like it's going to be a very validating experience because people can sort of like test their ideas almost, right? A fabulous, that's one of the fabulous values here is that we can share our our ideas. The mindset of the group will be one of great possibility, great positivity, and a lot of support. And of course, a lot of us don't even ever dare voice what our wishes are or voice what our visions are. So just the simple act of being able to choose words, put it into words, have some assistance putting that dream into words, that's a very, very valuable asset. I love the idea of people taking charge, you know, taking a hold of that wheel. And instead of just letting outside forces shape them in times of transition, for example, someone who's undergoing maybe a change in career because of a job loss, instead of just, oh, well, I'll just go apply for another job, taking really the the wheel and saying, well, what is it that I really want to see happen. And in addition to that, the inquiry that's going to go on among the members of this particular group, the inquiry is also um, asking questions about the past path or the past experience of the person who is talking about their, their future. Because sometimes we don't even see what the elements are in our past that really are going to be there to nourish us, that are going to be there to assist us in our future. Somehow, and this is just true of so many people, we skip over the things that are most natural to us. We skip over mm. the fact that we're really good writers, or we skip over the fact that we're really good communicators, or that we're really good cooks, or that we have a lot of friends, or that we are able to create things. People say, oh, that's not really so important. Uh, you know what, I've been doing that since I'm a kid. We tend to undervalue so many of the things that make us unique individuals. So when we have this kind of exchange, we really get to re-own some of our talents because other people are seeing us. And that's, that's really what all of us need, is really to be seen, to be heard, to be taken, not for granted, but to, to really be taken for the unique individual that we are. So that's going to happen at this, at this event. I love the idea that it's going to be an intergenerational audience because it's, the conversation with young people is so important. And like I said earlier uh, on this show, you know, when I was talking about going to culinary school, and then I said... You know, I think I'm a little too old for that. And you're telling me that I'm not too old for it. I mean, there's just, you can do anything at any time as long as you have the energy and the will to do it. And I think that men and women need to know and understand that we can just do it. Yeah, age is really just a number. But then there's also the issue of support and other people around us believing in us. Because how many of us have had our 
dreams dashed because the one person we told, and whether it was a parent or a spouse or somebody we told, and they said, oh, that's never going to happen, or that's not possible, or at your age, we're not having that mindset. There's going to be none of that at this event, nor is there going to be any phony baloney, no basis in reality support. The support that each one of us is going to get at this event is really going to be genuine. It's going to be authentic because there's going to be a resonance between what any one of us projects and what the the group of people of different ages and stages um, are going to be able to see. And then there'll be a whole cycle of of supportive questions, clarifications, never advice, but only each person sharing what their life experience has been relative. So I once thought I was too old to start learning how to play the flute in my 20s because I wasn't in the school band. I wasn't mm-hmm. in the middle school band. I didn't, even, I didn't even have a flute. But I knew I wanted an instrument that was portable. And so I thought of it one day, and I thought I was way too old. And yet I sat down with the seventh graders in the school <laughs> where I was working, and the band teacher gave me a flute, and I learned how to play the individual notes. And I, that was my first experience of it's never too late to learn. And so, you thought and you thought you were too old at 20? And I thought I was I was 24. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I thought I was too old at 24. <laughs> so all those myths that so many of us carry. How many clients have I had that didn't feel that they were they felt too old to go back to school when they were in their 20s or in their 30s? Weren't we speaking to someone re, um, recently who was telling us that she finished college and so did her mom at the same time yes that was so exciting yes right so we really want to remove those barriers remove the obstacles um soothe the anxieties create the possibilities and support those possibilities so that's the goal of the 13th of June. It's a Thursday. So, and of course, it's open to both men and women. It's transgenerational and the type of people that would greatly benefit from it uh, include uh, people that are new to town, people that are wanting to uh, experience a different phase in their life, someone who's self who has suffered a personal loss, someone who wants to fall in love, someone who wants to take up a different talent, someone who's being a caretaker and isn't quite sure how to proceed, right? It's exploring all those. Did I what did I leave well, out? There's a, well, definitely starting new relationships, ending old relationships, putting oneself in the way of transition. Sometimes we choose it. Sometimes it chooses us. In any event, all people going through all different phases of change are welcome and guaranteed for this to be a life-changing experience and a life-changing day that will absolutely be, you know, continued. For all of you that would like to share that important day with the Boom Goddesses and all of our, all the people that have signed up, please go to our website, boomgoddessradio.com to get all of the information.
And it's you, it's you, you, and you, you darlings, reimagined. That's the name of it. June 13th, boomgoddessradio.com. Please join us. For more information, visit our website, boomgoddessradio.com, and follow us on Facebook, Boom Goddess. We'd love to hear from you. Your interest powers our programs.